0: Data-informed decisions are critical to delivering outcomes the fleet needs at a cost we can afford. And on today's Airwaves podcast, we're gonna learn about a powerful data management system that's enabling NAVAIR to get real, get better. The Acquisition Management System, or AMS, brings all disciplines together to visualize, assess, and improve performance across the acquisition lifecycle. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Pru, and joining us today to talk about AMS and how it is transforming the way we do business is Tom Spadell, Procurement Group Acquisition Technology Division Head, Ms. Melina Geiger, Deputy Program Executive Officer for Tactical Aircraft Programs, and Captain Todd Evans, Program Manager for PMA 299 H60 Multi-Mission Helicopters Program. Thank you all for joining us today. So Tom, let's start with a bit of background. What is the acquisition management system?
1: Sure. Thanks for having us. So, AMS is an application that's comprised of three tools. The Procurement Management Tool, which people refer as PMT, the Common Spend Plan Tool, referred to as CSPT, or the CEDRIL Tool. The Cedral Tool is a contract deliverable list. So, each contract has deliverable items, and those are considered CEDRILs. So all three tools are fully integrated, they all talk to one another, and the whole intent there was to reduce data entry. So if I enter data in one, it goes to the other tools. And then all three tools were designed to help manage the business processes within a program office. And they also align from the program office work through contracts, the BFM community, financial community, logistics, legal, everything is tied together, one schedule, one place for all that work.
0: So Tom, what was the impetus of creating AMS?
1: Sure. So. It started actually back in 2007. I was a black belt for PEOA. The V22 program was losing money because they couldn't get it on contract fast enough. And I originally came from V22, so they asked me to come back and help them try to figure this thing out. And so we mapped out the processes, everything we did in the program office, everything contracts did, everything the vendor did. When we mapped it all out, we kind of saw where the constraints were, how we measure the process, et cetera. And we learned a lot, we learned we did a lot of things wrong in the program office. We had our own schedules, contracts had schedules, the vendor had schedules, nothing matched. And so that was really the genesis behind PMT. We figured out a way to measure that process. We created what the different milestones that occur during that process. And then with that, the first version was in Excel and we had a few reports. I left PEOA, V22 Program Office brought me back, and when I was there, I was actually in charge of this process, and so we were able to implement it, fix a few other things within the Program Office, and we had success. So within two years, we cut our cycle time in half. Our problem of not getting money executed was resolved, and Admiral Eastberg at the time was the PEO. He wanted to take that across a couple more Program Offices, which we did, and we were successful and then he went to be the vice commander. And when he went to be the vice commander, he asked me to come up and work for him and then do this for the command. And so our original tool, like I said, was Excel-based. We realized we needed something better than that. So I teamed up with Brian Scalpino. We went to a company called Precise, and they helped us build the first tool. And we deployed that in 2011 with success. We had buy-in from the leadership of the command, and that was really the first version. And we're getting ready to go the ninth version now. So we're come a long way. The tools changed a lot since then, but that was the genesis behind PMT. When we were doing this, I also realized working in the program office, none of our things were tied together. So our contracting work, our financial work, seed rules they were all separate and we needed a common way to manage this business within a program office. And I say that because we would brief our contracts you know, at our uh, program management ma- meetings and we brief our budgets and the two should be aligned but they weren't because they weren't tied together. And before this, you know, we were always doing these things with Excel, Access, you think all the different ways to try to track and manage. It wasn't a, a combined system. And so that's where the Common spin Plan tool comes into play and the CETL tool. And so the Common spin Plan tool was originally built by Matt Ailey in 276 and then he left and Denise Mallett took over and continued to refine that tool, and it was an access-based tool used by a few different programs. So Brian and I met with the time, uh, Denise and uh, Scott Height, and said, you know, can we take this and integrate this into PMT and AMS? And they agreed and said so we went and built the first web version of that. And similarly, the uh, contract deliverable tool, CEDL tool, was in 274. Jim Spurbeck was the original owner of that tool, And we did the same thing. Can we take the CEDL tool and convert it to a a web-based tool and so we can integrate that and share it across the command? And so that was really the genesis between AMS and the three tools.
0: So, Tom, what are the key benefits of the system?
1: The intent is to be able to see and visualize your work, all right? And so to tie your contracting work, your budget, your deliverables, everything that's going on, think of your business processes in a program office, be able to tie those together and visualize that work. And then where everybody, because it's a database and it's a web-based tool, everybody can see those same schedules and see that same information. And then you're able to roll that data up. So at an IPT level, I should be able to see my portfolio of work. At the PM level, I should see all my IPTs and all their work. And at the PEO, same thing, you can see your programs all the way up to the top of the command. And again, it's, it's aligning all these common business processes into a software suite and, and collecting that data and managing that data we have all the different program offices here at nav air you think about the same thing across the navy we're all trying to do the same thing but we reinvent it everywhere we go every program office had reinvented their processes and how they do this thing HPEO, and those are the other things i learned when i was in v22 i thought we were god's gift to acquisition and i went to work for air double and i saw the other peos and i realized there's a lot of good things other people are doing as well that we could take advantage of and, and we try to take all those lessons learned and roll them into the tools. And now that AMS has gone across the Navy, we're able to do that with all the different commands and learn from one another and incorporate those things into our tool set.
0: So obviously lots of great benefits. How would you say AMS enhances decision-making and helps to increase speed?
1: So AMS lets you visualize and see your work. And so if you are using these tools and you're inputting these tools and you use them to manage your each individual contract, each individual budget line, those things then roll up into reports and then you can see exactly where everything's at. And so if there's a constraint somewhere in a certain part of the process, you can see that. And so before everybody's pointing fingers, who's got the ball, where are things at, these tools allow you to visualize that work and understand and hopefully be more strategic about the work because the reports allow you to address things every day in a tactical manner but they also give the ability to look forward and strategically think about where do I need to move things around to be able to meet dates, execution of dollars, et cetera. Procurement management tool has gone so far now, we have so much data that we're actually using risk in the tool, so we're looking at your past performance and we run that through a a statistical model and we actually evaluate the actually likelihood of meeting your dates that you're planning and we assign risk to that, so again, managers can see that and hopefully affect change before they lose dollars or miss awards.
0: Captain Evans, I wanna go over to you. Tell me, how did you approach implementation of AMS in the H60 program office?
2: Well, thanks, Michael. First, let me take this opportunity to apologize to PMA 299. For the last three and a half years, I have driven a data-centric culture within 299, and the tools in AMS can get you down, where you can stratify everything that you want to see. At the end of the day, you want to know what you're buying and when you need to buy it, who's working there, and what they're doing. And so I had come from a different program office with one appropriation. Everybody was in the the CSPT, and it made it very simple. As I went to 299, a much bigger program office with a lot of FMS customers, one person may work under... 15 chargeable objects. That is a challenge in CSPT. And we have iterated over the last three years and I have caused a lot of angst within the team and a lot of extra work. And so that is really the challenge. How do you implement it into your daily business? All of these tools should help individual IPTs do their work every single day and they can stay head down in the tool, and I can sit in the sidelines and look at the footprints in the snow and see where they're going and how they're doing. And so that is really the value. I think a picture is worth a thousand words, and I think a spreadsheet is worth a thousand pictures. And to have one data set that is not on a shared drive or emailed back and forth, one place where I can go look at all of this procurement management data and pull it down, look at it in a spreadsheet, and then throw it away, and then get the fresh data the next day is amazing. So it allows us to look at what is funded and play what, what if games with the budget and the, uh, the operating authority. It allows you to look at timelines for individual contracts and figure out, hey, maybe we have a, a weak point or we've got budget season. Maybe that's not the time to do a whole bunch of tech evals, right? And so we can spread the work across the fiscal year and make sure everybody's working at 100%, not trying to force 110% out of them.
0: So earlier, Tom talked about the benefits of the system, but Captain Evans, what have you seen for your team and for the fleet?
2: So for the team, it gives them that visual picture. You know, all these things are tied. The data that goes into the spend plan tool in the March timeframe that executes for the next 18 months, it allows you to see where you are. So a, a spend plan ID turns into a chargeable object that gets charged in ERP and ends up in business objects and hopefully we can get it back so that you can see where you are performing to your plan. That to me is, is the real value at the IPT level.
0: Ms. Geiger, how have you encouraged teams to
3: use AMS? Thanks, Michael, for the question. Thanks for having me here today. Appreciate the, the opportunity. So, you know, first and foremost, when I ask teams to use the AMS tools to the max extent of the capabilities that Tom walked us through, I want them to do it primarily for them, meaning that I want them to explore how the tools can help them do their work and how the tools can give them information and insights to help their tactical and strategic decision making. So why are the decisions the teams are using
0: these tools for so important?
3: So, you know, our IPT leads, BFMs, and contracting professionals, and really everyone on on these IPTs, they have a very important role of making resource allocation decisions on behalf of the federal government and our taxpayers. So these acquisition professionals, if you look across our four aviation PEOs, they allocate about $20 billion a year in appropriated funds. So kind of being that last... Decision point as those dollars go from the taxpayers through Congress and all the way through the program planning budgeting process, finally at the point of being obligated. It's really a fantastic responsibility. And these tools give you the capability to organize all those funds uh, allocations. And the captain really talked through some of the details of how that works for those teams. And it's really whether that money is going to industry or even to our organic suppliers. So once you have a good organization construct of, of where all your money is going, how that structure is set up, you know, those visualizations and data extracts can really be used to help you analyze your information and glean, you know, good insights into where you're allocating those resources across teams, you know, over multiple years, and even in looking at like where the largest parts of your spend is going to go so you can look at where you can reduce costs. I remember when I was a contract specialist and an IPT lead, I've never been a BFM. We didn't have CSPD and PMT then, so won't talk about what year you started it again. But I did feel in that role of doing the spend planning and tracking contracts through that process, great sense of, of pride that my decisions were really determining how the taxpayers' dollars were being spent. I wanted to make sure, and I know all of our acquisition professionals do, making sure we know where every penny is going and that. The products we're buying are really the ones that are, that are needed by the fleet. We talk a lot about finding big rocks or major muscle movements at the enterprise level to save big dollars. But really, the individual decisions of everyone on our IPTs is the, the power that can change the way we do our business and how that spend really rolls up. Um, and, I, and I really see the AMS tool suite being able to help all of us improve that decision-making process.
0: And would you say these tools also provide benefits to the leadership teams?
3: I do, yes. You know, so with all the teams using this consistent tool set, there's a natural benefit to the leadership team and to the teams themselves of having shared learning and shared situational awareness, having all of that data available in in visualizations kind of gives that real time insight to leaders, which, you know, should be able to cut down on, you know, data calls or status reviews and give the teams and their leadership the ability to really focus on, on hard problems and where the teams need leadership to help them break down barriers. And I kind of want to take an opportunity
0: to go back to those benefits again, but what was unique about the teams who saw the potential of AMS, realized its benefits, and, and what behaviors were key to their success?
3: you know so those teams that we saw really kind of dig into the tools and how they can work for them they're curious uh, willing to innovate learn and improve really looking to explore what these tools can do for them and i'll hinge back on one of the points that tom made, you know, as teams dig into that, and actually the captain kind of touched on it too, everyone's work is a little bit different. So what's really great about these tools and the fact that kind of we have an organic owner of these tools is that we can feed back into them and make changes to the tools so that they can do even more for us as we get in there and utilize them. And these teams, you know, they really, I would say, emulated the five Disciplines that are talked about in the in Senge's book, The Fifth Discipline, which is really about learning organizations. So they were organizations willing to learn and continually transform themselves. Won't go into the details of those five traits, but the top level, you have personal mastery, mental models, shared vision, team learning, and systems thinking. And I would say that, you know, really kind of becoming a digitally enabled workforce with digital process and the use of these tools really help these teams grow and learn new things, self-reflect on the way they were doing their work, challenging the way that they were approaching it. And it allowed them to share information and learn as a team and, and see the whole of their information and how they fit into the bigger picture. So really just uh, powerful benefits to those teams. And just, hey, if, if folks haven't uh, had the opportunity to read the book, it's really fascinating to think about the systems thinking and how we fit into the bigger picture and you can find it on the DOD MWR library if you don't have it.
0: And Tom, Navier created AMS. Who in the Navy is using AMS today and how is it improving outcomes?
1: So AMS actually is being used across most of the Navy now. So we have the Marker Syscom, They were our first customer to come on board. They've been on board now for about six years. We have Military Sealift Command. We have all 10 warfare centers from NAVSEA. We have NRL and we have strategic systems programs, and we now have war, So it's continuing to grow, and because of that, the tools, we have a CCB process, where we have leadership from all those different commands that are part of that, and we interface with all these different commands every day. I was talking to Indian Head this morning, and so the great thing about it is we're able to learn from one another and share that knowledge, and then, again, try to improve the tools that, that benefits the rest of the Navy. We're all trying to solve a common problem, I think everybody sees what we had here at Air, and everybody wants AMS. Originally, I went out and marketed it and now I don't market. They, they call us and they want to use the tool. So it's a benefit and then we're hoping to be the front end of the new procurement system.
0: So whether you're a senior leader, a member of a program team or a contract specialist, why would you encourage
3: someone to use AMS? Tom was talking about how the tool got started and it's been quite a while since this first started to evolve and so I would just encourage folks to even if you had looked at these tools years ago go back and look at them again if you might feel like you aren't using them to the max extent because they've iterated and they've changed and it's just like when you probably first had an iPhone you didn't use it for everything you could so just that technology it's progressed and there's a lot of utility so even if you've seen it before go check them out again.
2: I would agree with Melina the tools are there the best way to learn about your business is to look at the history of your business. So spend a little time in there, not only for seeing how you're doing, but how you can improve in the future. And I'd also like to take the opportunity to thank Tom and his team. I spent the last two days talking about data across the NAE, and so often we don't have a solution, so we build an organic solution, and we do that multiple times. And usually it's the enterprise solution that comes in late that kind of misses the mark. But I think AMS, the timing of AMS and how it came out and the support that we get from the AMS team has made it really the best of breed, which is unusual in data management systems that are out there today.
0: So, Tom, wrap us up. We've shared a lot of information today, but where can someone go to find out more about AMS?
1: Sure. Feel free to reach out to us. You can contact me. We're going to put the information here in the link for our website and our training center. But I have a a full training team that's happy to come out and walk you through capabilities, either visualizations or how the tools work. The tools have to continue to evolve. We have a major version coming out here in a couple months, and we want the feedback from the users. So please reach out, and we're more than happy to come and show you how these things work. And, you know, as the captain said, you know, the version we rolled out years ago, if that's all you've ever seen, it's a completely different tool now. I learn things every day. Please feel free to, to contact us.
0: I wanna thank all of you for joining us today to talk about the acquisition management system and how it is enabling NAVAIR to get real, get better, to deliver outcomes the fleet needs at a cost we can afford. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can check out other episodes by subscribing to the Airwaves podcast on all your favorite listening apps. And that's it for this edition of Airwaves.
3: Thanks for listening.